0: Welcome to the Global Investor Podcast, a show that focuses on helping foreign investors enter the lucrative U.S. real estate market. Host Charles Carrillo combines decades of real estate investing experience with a professional background in international banking to interview experts in all areas of U.S. real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Charles Carrillo.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Global Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Carrillo. Today, we have Angelo Ramora. He quit school at the age of 14 and played professional soccer at the age of 18. From there, he began to invest in real estate. He now owns real estate all over the world and has bought, renovated, and sold over 500 properties through his company, Ohio Cashflow, which is a two-time Inc. 5000 honoree. He is also known for giving away houses to people in need and his crazy online videos. So how's it going this morning?
0: Hey Charles, I'm good, mate. How about yourself?
1: Good, I'm doing well. So I didn't, I didn't butcher your last name, did I?
0: <laughs> After take twenty five, <laughs> <laughs> you got it right, mate. Well done, well done.
1: <laughs> so you have a pretty interesting backstory compared to other. I mean, everybody has a different backstory, but it's very interesting that you, um, you you played professional soccer in Australia, and how did that? How did your teams lead you into investing into real estate?
0: Yeah, good question, mate. So. You know, I've been a, a crazy football or soccer fanatic ever since I was five years old. Um, my, my father was a former professional soccer player. So he kind of, you know, installed that in my blood from a very young age. Um, and my parents being Croatian, my sisters are Italian. You know, these two nations are fanatical when it comes to when it comes to soccer. So I've been pretty much playing the, the game my whole life, mate. Um, you know, I quit school um, because of soccer. And achieving the, the dream of, of being a professional soccer player, which, you know, as you mentioned, I was very fortunate enough um, to be able to play professional soccer um, in, in Hong Kong for six months. But what happened mate, is, um, you know, I just realized that uh, I didn't feel that I was going to achieve the level of success by the age of 30 Um, when you kind of start looking to retire because you've already broken every bone in your body by that age, right? As much as a lot of people don't believe it, um, soccer is a very physical sport. There are a lot of injuries associated with it and um, you're kind of a cripple when you reach your 30s, right? Um, I just didn't feel, mate, that I would be able to um, achieve enough financial success to be able to support my loved ones, my family, my friends, and to kind of live happily ever after. So, um, I reluctantly decided to you know hang up the boots as they say at at the age of eighteen and a half and and kind of go down a different path, um, which over time led me to business entrepreneurship and investing in real estate
1: that's awesome now when you started investing, you started investing in australia?
0: Yes, so you know after my my soccer playing days I, I kind of got a job as a laborer because you know i didn't really have too many options quitting school at such a young age at the age of fourteen so I was just, you know, cleaning, uh, I was working as a laborer on dirty construction sites. So, you know, cleaning, carrying materials and, and doing all of that stuff. And, um, you know, four years of doing that has, has kind of, um, given me the inside scoop of, of what it takes to, I guess, renovate, um, commercial dwellings, uh, which is not too different from, you know, residential properties. Mm. Uh, and, and I just kind of started. Uh, soaking up as much information as I possibly could on investing in real estate, starting a business, investing in stocks, all of the various financial instruments. Um, You know, I I believe that there was an easier way to make money than than just, you know, pushing a broom all day every day for the rest of my life. I wanted to invest my money and get it working for me instead of me working for it. Um, So yeah, mate, just started flipping in Australia, uh, you know, in Sydney, a very expensive market, you know, bought one property, Uh, Flipped it, um, you know uh, bought another one. Um, I I kind of started uh, getting into a lot of debt I was very young and immature as a real estate investor I didn't really know what I was doing and I was adding a lot of quantity to my portfolio Um, And and I quickly woke up and smelt the roses and I realized that you know Borrowing all of this money and buying a lot of properties hoping that they're going to appreciate in value um, is not a sustainable investment strategy for the long term like every property that you buy needs to put money in your pocket, needs to produce passive income, positive cash flow. Um, You shouldn't be losing on your real estate portfolio. And, um, you know, quickly realized that, mate, and I built a very large portfolio in a short amount of time in Australia, but I I just said, you know, this is not going to be good if I keep doing it. I, I started researching other markets in the country. Where can I find passive income? Where can I find high net returns? The US real estate market came across my desk. This was around 2012. Prices were rock bottom. Aussie dollar with the American was one for one. And I truly saw it as a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to kind of, you know, pack my bags and take the plunge and move to the US, mate. And fast forward to this day, you know, bought and sold over 500 properties. I literally stopped counting at 500. I don't even know how many we've done thus far. And um, just truly humbled to be where I am today, mate.
1: What, um, what differences, what are the main differences between flipping in Australia versus flipping in, you've done all your flipping in Ohio, is that correct? Because that's where you're based now, or most of it?
0: Yeah, most of it, mate. Most like, I've done deals all over the world, um, and we'll touch on that here in a sec, you know, from the Bahamas, Croatia, Japan, I'm looking at stuff in Italy now, Australia, um, Ohio, Kansas City, um, Upper State, New York. So I've done a lot of deals um, nation, nationwide and worldwide for that fact. Look, there are a lot of differences. I mean, uh, uh, and, and I haven't been back home in, in a while and I haven't done any deals in a while. So forgive me if I don't remember all of them. But, um, you know, first of all, I guess the biggest difference is is the, is the entry price point. I mean, you're looking at a median house price right now in Sydney, Australia, where I'm from, is like $900,000, right? Well, you know, in Ohio, I, I believe the median house price is 130000 Um, In Toledo, where I'm based and where we do all of our deals, it's $60,000 to $80,000, right? That doesn't even buy half a car park in in New York or LA or Australia for that fact, you know? So that's a big, big difference. Um, Just the, 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 you know, the legals are different too. Um, The way things are called are different. Um, uh, The people's mentalities are different. You know, in Australia, it's just non-existent for tenants not to pay their rent. I mean, you you don't have any evictions there because, the, the population growth is so high um, that the, the, the demand outweighs the supply big time. So there's a big competition to rent properties. Here it's common to just move out and not pay the rent. Um, you know, another thing that I've noticed too is in Australia, um, there's a pride of ownership in, in the work that the contractors do on the properties. I mean, you've got some good quality um, labor, some good quality contractors there that will get the job done in a a timely manner, in an efficient way, in a high quality way. I've noticed that that's not the case here in the U.S., mate. You've got a lot of shady contractors stealing a lot of money. You know, we're going to touch on that too later on. I've lost over $2 million to shady contractors over the last six years. So, you know, those are just just some of the differences off off the top of my head. Um, So, yeah.
1: So, tell us about your company, Ohio Cashflow. And you guys, twice on uh, Inc. 5000 and um what what do you guys like about the Toledo, the greater Toledo area, where you guys are investing, and how does your company work with investors that come in?
0: Yeah, man Ohio Councillor, my pride and joy my baby um, <laughs> put me on the map as an entrepreneur and business owner, and um you know I, I love the blue and gold and and you know it, it truly has been a journey mate. you know they say that uh, the journey's better than the destination, but Humbled, honored, and proud um, to to get on the Inc. 5000 list twice in a row. It was a dream of mine two years before I even moved to the U.S. um, When I found out about that list to one of my buddies, I didn't even know what it was. And I remember putting it on my bucket list. I need to establish a company in the U.S. that's going to make that list. and, And, you know, we did it. But, yeah, look, mate, based in Toledo, Ohio, started in April of 2014, Um, we are the most reputable turnkey real estate company in the country. Um, So we sell fully renovated and tenanted properties to investors from all over the world, East Coast, West Coast, um, Asia, Australia. Um, I've got an investor from Madagascar (laughs) out of all of the places. A lot of these individuals, you know, um, they don't have the time or expertise to invest in real estate themselves. So they just buy properties through a higher cash flow and all they have to do is you know, sit back, relax, and collect the rent. I mean, we pretty much manage the entire process and all the headaches of earning an investment property on their behalf. So from acquisitions, to rehabs, to property management, evictions, um, distributing the rent, I mean, everything and anything you could possibly imagine um, that's involved with earning an investment property, um, we look after all of that for our investors. So. Yeah,
1: you have a you have an interesting application process, which I was looking there, and I, I have never seen before on other other websites. I'm not sure if it's an in-house. I've never bought Turnkey, but
0: yeah. one out of
1: ten investors is normally what you guys accept. What what kind of criteria do you guys oh, have? Mate,
0: you don't, you, this 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 uh, interview is not going to be long enough if I start telling you all, <laughs> all <the> criteria. <laughs> um, long story short, mate, we don't work with ourselves. Um, no, look, you know we are known for turning down more business than we take on uh and it's something that when we first started a higher cash flow and times were tough it took us a year and a half to sell our first property okay a year and a half Charles, to sell our first property and back then i didn't want to compromise my beliefs as the owner um and and sell to someone that i didn't believe was going to be a good fit for us now we're selling properties like hotcakes right everyone wants to work with us because we're the best simple as that i'm a little bit cocky and arrogant when it comes to that but we truly are one of the best in the, in the country at what we do. So look, at the end of the day, mate, investors come to us wanting our expertise, wanting wanting our um, uh, you know our market, our knowledge, and our expertise once again. So we want investors to let us do our job. Um, if, if you're gonna tell me what color paint I should use and how thick the carpet should be, then you shouldn't be buying turnkey, right? You should do it all yourself. If you're not gonna trust me and if you're gonna question everything I say, Well, then you shouldn't invest with me either, right? So we're very, very rigorous when it comes to that. We put investors through the ringer. You have to fill out the investor application form. We only work with cash buyers. We want to see a proof of funds. We ask for a five thousand dollar deposit. I mean, it is almost impossible to do business with a higher cash flow. And there's there's a there's a method behind the madness because once again, we truly want uh, we're the best of the best, so we only want to work with the best of the best. to be honest with you, mate, it's not about money, Timmy. I, I, you know how they say everyone's got a price? Well, I'll tell you what, try, Charles, I don't have a bloody price. You can't buy me. Um, I've got, I've got my, my beliefs, my principles, and I will not bend. And, um, you know, people ask me, Angelo, how did you guys establish such a great reputation? The answer is always the same. It's because we turn down more business than we take on. We truly only work with investors that we believe are going to be a good fit for us and that we're going to be a good fit for them. Um, and
1: yeah, that's our process, mate. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's awesome that everything's in house and makes it totally, truly passive for, for everybody that's involved, you know, on the, on the investor side, but it's great that you guys don't allow any debt. It's everything's done by cash. I was looking at one of your forms for that so they could use whether they're IRA, if they're us based or something like this, but I imagine it's all for international investors that are buying it hundred percent cash. Is that correct?
0: Correct, mate. Look, I'm a big uh, non-believer in leverage. I think that you know there's a lot of beginner investors um, getting caught up in in borrowing a lot of money just because they have good-paying W twos and they were able to scam the system to get a good credit score. I've got a crappy credit score. Um, but I've, I ran, I run multiple companies. I, I, didn't, I don't want to mention how much cash I've got in the account, but anyway, doesn't, doesn't matter. That's not, that's not the question here. But you know, a lot of people are good at manipulating their credit score. They've got a W2 and now they think that they're experts and they go out and borrow a lot of money, but they don't understand what it takes to own a real estate portfolio. They don't understand the swings to volatility that can happen when two properties go vacant, a tenant trashes your property. You have to go through an eviction. Um, and then before you know it, mate, all of a sudden you're putting a hand in your own pocket from the hard-earned money uh, from the W-2 and you have to cover all of your all of your losses on your real estate portfolio. Real estate, Charles, is about making your life easier, about making your life better, about producing passive income for you so you don't have to work anymore. Not so you have to work harder, right? So I, I'm a big believer in, in taking as long as it takes to build the foundation of your portfolio with cash. What that means is at least 30 to 50% of your entire real estate portfolio should be unencumbered. I think that's a great way of protecting your real estate investments against the downturn. Um, and if God forbid something was to happen within your portfolio of a couple of properties going vacant or whatever it may be. Once you are experienced, as in you have owned properties for five plus years, you understand the swings, you understand the volatility, you've gone through an eviction, you understand tenants, you've been around the block, then start using leverage. At a later date, all good things take time. At. Nothing happens overnight, right? And I just see way too many investors getting caught up in easy money and not knowing what they're doing. And you know, I can tell you right now, we as a company, Charles, lose ninety percent of business because we don't accept any financing. Once again, I don't care because it's against my core belief. I don't want to sell properties via financing to investors because I think they don't know what they're doing and they're getting themselves in a lot of trouble. That's why we only work with cash buyers. So.
1: Yeah. The, the easy access to money is number one. The number two with investors, which kind of goes hand in hand is no reserves. And you hear, I hear it all the time. appeal contact That's oh, I've got five, man. If you got $5,000 and like, that's what you have after you, you can't, you're, you're going to get into so much trouble. What are you going to, I mean, you, you start pulling on your credit card. It's going to be a mess. And luckily you have a W2 that makes money. You can cover things. But like you said, some of these markets with evictions, you're talking six months with no money. You got to cover lawyers. You got to cover the mm-hmm. renovation. Everybody in between. So
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy, mate. Like in Ohio, it's four to six weeks maximum. So it's very landlord friendly. I mean, if you don't pay rent, the judge just evicts you. There's no questions asked. Um, but yeah, look, you know, I, I've had investors that, you know, come to us with 50, 60, 70 grand, and that's that's their life savings, and then they say they want to buy one property. I'm like, dude, one property is not gonna get you to where you need to be. I'd rather you use that money go and do flipping go on wholesale go and start a business i don't know figure out another way to make more money with what you have because one property doesn't give you financial freedom you really need to build a larger portfolio plus i always tell investors don't invest what you can't afford to lose you know what i mean like you should only invest the money that you never need to touch Always have a buffer, as you mentioned. There, set aside for God forbid any family emergencies, any health issues, or whatever it may be. Don't invest money that you are dependent on. Right. So, I think that's something very important that your listeners should um, take on board.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. So, when a new investor inquires with your firm, what are like what are the first steps you take, other than obviously finding out source of funds and stuff and what they're what do you usually do of they getting them set up and figuring out other than, you know, what, where they're coming with funds, what their goals are in regards to investments?
0: Yeah, mate, so look, it's it's an investor application process on our website. Um, you know, then our, then our deal coordination team reaches out to them. Um, believe it or not, a lot of people, for whatever reason, fill out an investor application form, even though they're looking to finance. Not sure how the hell they missed that. It's like bold and red on the website and it says we don't accept any financing. So We've got a lot of, um, um, you know, I guess, dead leads straight away up front, um, which deal coordination sorts out through the, through the um, uh, um, initial kind of uh, uh, text message, phone call, follow-up email, are you a cash buyer? Then we ask for a proof of funds. Then we set out a set of questions. Um, so throughout that elimination process, for lack of a better way of putting it, There's only a very few investors that will kind of go through and get to an actual um, phone call. Um, Then we kind of, you know, chat to them on an introductory phone call for around half an hour, learn a little bit more about them and their needs, um, answer any questions that they might have, talk a little bit about a higher cash flow. Um, And then of course, we request the the $5,000 refundable deposit. Once that. Uh, once those funds kind of hit our operating account, that's when we start opening the doors to a higher cash flow, introducing them to our property management company, which is in-house, answering any more questions. Best of all, present deals. All of our properties are exclusive. No one has access to them. No one can see them. Um, So yeah, Charles, it's rigorous, mate. And then you know, if we feel they're going to be a good fit, we might take them on board. If we feel they're not going to be a good fit, we refund the deposit and we don't work with them. Um, So yeah, look, six years, In the business, mate, we've got 150 investors on board out of, I think, two and a half thousand investor application forms. So (laughs) that's, 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 um, you know, I'm not saying that to sound, like a like a bit of a wanker like we turned down business just to just to say it it's not the case mate you know we really only want to work with investors that once again we feel are going to be a good fit for us and we're going to be a good fit for them so
1: you guys want to work with real investors you don't want some guy coming in there and telling you a title fee for 40 is going to hold you back and you lose the deal or something happens on something really minimal which that stuff always happens in any investment i mean in real estate no Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't even get me started on that, Charles. We've, we've had some shockers, dude. Like, I I don't want to, I don't want to reveal too much, but we, we've had a lot of, um, a lot of people tie kicking and and, I mean, I don't mind people tie kicking, but you know, I've always said this, if you're not happy from within and with yourself, you're not going to be happy with anything or anyone else. And I've, I've had a lot of people that were just rude, man, just very, very rude, very disrespectful. Um, of my team, of me, of our operation. Um, I actually screenshot some of these things just to look at it um, and, and, to, and to see, you know, what kind of people are out there. And that, when I see that stuff, it makes me even more rigorous with my onboarding process because I'll tell you what, mate, the profit that you make selling to a prospect or a client that is just gonna be problematic and emotion dragging like that is not worth it, dude. That's why I say, don't, don't have a price. You know, you shouldn't be able to be bought by money. Stick to your core beliefs, to your principles, and don't bend on them, um, because otherwise, you're just going to be a slave to 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 someone else for the rest of your life. So.
1: Yeah, because it's your your relationship just starts after they buy the pro- or after they invest into the property. I mean, you've got years and years and years. You know, so it's a. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a good way of doing it. So, um, it's a marriage
0: I, house. I tell investors that it's like a marriage. This is not a yeah. one night stand. We're entering <laughs> a marriage. We don't like each other. We don't respect each other. It's not going to work, like, because we're in it for the long haul, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so you personally own a lot of property, Bahamas, Croatia, Japan. Um, what yeah. do you do with these properties? Are these all for personal use? Do you rent them <laughs> out? Airbnb them? What do you do? Don't even
0: ask, mate. Don't even ask, because I don't even know why I bought the bloody things. You know, I, I, Oh, man you know you, you kind of start getting successful getting a bit of money in your in your account and then you just start going out and accumulating all of this stupid excuse my language and you don't even know why you're buying it it's just your ego kicking in you're like oh, I want to be a top dog I want to own real estate all over the world so then you just accumulate all of these materialistic possessions and and uh, properties that yeah you know great I guess I fulfill the dreams but I, I don't know why I did it, mate. I'm actually looking at liquidating a lot of the stuff now because it's just kind of sitting there doing nothing. Um, but look, I, I bought a few condos in the Bahamas. I got a waterfront lot in the Bahamas. We just got hit with a big hurricane. I'm sure you've seen it on the news, Hurricane Dorian. Um, luckily, nothing has happened to my properties. Um, one of them was vacant. It was for personal use. Um, we just allowed a few people that um, lost their home to stay in it for free. Um, another one of my tenants lost their car and lost a lot of damage. So we're helping them out. So that that's a humbling experience for us. It, it's just, um, it's, it feels great being able to do that. Japan. Uh, it's a waterfront condo. I, once again, I don't even know why I bought it. It's tenanted. It's, it's producing cash flow right now. Um, so yeah, look, I guess I, I kind of got caught up in the thrill of looking at foreign properties. I've learned a lot about it. I don't, I don't regret the experience, but you know, when you start expanding in such a way and buying all of these things and accumulating, Uh, assets without really kind of having any agenda for them, you start getting spread thin. All right, Charles, and you can't catch it all. Dude, you cannot catch two businesses, properties all over the world, tech project, family, health, lifestyle. You just can't be in all of these places at the same time. Right. Um, And 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 I've kind of recently been brainwashed with minimalism. So I'm really kind of going down that path. I just want to have one, but good. Um, and, And you know, does it bring me value? um, and doesn't bring me joy. And, and, you know, I can't be in all five properties at the same time. So they don't bring me joy and they really don't bring me that much value because I make a better return investment in Ohio. So I don't know, dude, skip to the next question, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so it's one of those things you said you were having people stay in your house, which is, uh, your condo down in Bahamas after Dorian. That's awesome to, uh, to hear that you, you've given houses away. I was reading on your website, you gave a house away and you said you had a number, you have a whole, like, you know, hundred that you want to give away. Is that what your goal is? Or 99 to go, whatever. Works? Yeah,
0: that's a stupid mistake that I made on live television. My team almost <laughs> killed me. Said, We're going to give a hundred houses away in the next 10 years. I've got seven years to go. Um, yeah, look, you know, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, right? And um, adding another zero to the bottom of your bank account, it's, it's really not going to get you any happier or fulfilled or, or, or you know, find peace from within. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of on a, on a journey now where I truly want to find that fulfillment um, because I believe that I, that I lost myself in the, in the hustle and go, 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 go with starting a company, you know, grinding, doubling the revenue, hiring more people, adding more zeros to the bottom of my, of my bank account, you know, and um, uh, uh, kind of shifted a little bit going down a different path. And yeah, mate. look, I, I, I love the feeling of giving something to others as, as corny as that sounds. But when you give a house to a person in need and, and you see the smile and joy on their face, it beats any amount of money that you have in your account. Um, when you're walking on the street and you see someone asking you for money and you give them a dollar or, or whatever it is, you know, don't judge what they're going to do with it, you know, give, give with a pure heart and you've done your thing and it's up to them to do the right thing with that money. Is it going to be drugs or food? We don't know, but that's not for us to decide. That's for, for, for them to decide. It's just a very proud feeling and it's a, and it's a true feeling of joy and, and happiness from within. So yeah, mate, you know, I, I, I'm going to continue giving houses. I guess we've got the crazy goal of giving a hundred houses away in the next 10 years. And on my tombstone I, I want it to say, you know, Angela Ramora, he gave it his all and he gave it all away. I'm um, you know, one day I'm I'm gonna give everything away that I've earned throughout my life because I can't take it with me, mate. So so you know, what's the point? And there's a lot of other people out there that are in need and that um, you know, that that hard work over the years and the and the money um can can give them a better life. So that's yeah. what I'm about. Dude.
1: That's an, that's an awesome goal to have. I mean, that's, that's great. The, um, I want to circle back on one thing in regards to, because you have a lot of people that are going to be listening to this that have not invested into real estate before. They've probably never done any type of flip or any type, even dealt with contractors. You said you lost $2 million dealing with shady people. Um, tell us what happened and what your mistake was that allowed that to happen to you.
0: Oh wow, well, mate! I still haven't figured that one out.
1: <laughs> to be honest with
0: you, Charles. Yeah, look. So we've we've had our um, CEO uh, indirectly embezzle around a quarter of a million dollars from our operating account. Um, I've had property managers steal steal rent, steal deposits. Um, I've had contractors take draws, buy a boat, buy a car, buy meth, take their wife on a holiday, buy materials, use it on another job. I mean. I can continue with the sob story forever. We can we kind of stopped counting, you know, it's just, it's just the cost of doing business, mate. It happens to all of us. Um, if you're a business owner and entrepreneur, you will get cheated. You will get screwed. Um, people will lie and steal. You just have to be prepared for it. Um, there's, in my opinion, there's really no way of, 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 not experiencing it because I, I feel that, you know, we live in a world where we live in a world Charles where there's a lot of greed. There's a lot of bad and, and a lot of people are out to get you. You know what I mean? They, they don't they don't like to see success um, They're jealous and and jealous is the green-eyed monster as I refer to it as hatred is better than jealousy If you hate me Charles, I see you coming if you're jealous of me I don't know you're jealous of me and you do shit behind the scenes, right? So, um, you know, it's It's, you know, I've just learned to live with it. I've learned to consider it the cost of doing business. I've learned to drop it very quickly and move on because the negative emotion and the negative energy, if you focus on um, those instances when you've lost money or when you've been cheated, don't allow you to focus on doing better, doing more, getting bigger. So do what you can. Um, to, to, you know, recoup as much as you can, but really focus on continuing to scale, continuing to, continuing to grow and continuing to better yourself. Um, I am trusting, I trust everyone. Um, and that's a big, um, problem of mine. Um, so now I don't make any more of the major decision when it comes to partnerships or when it comes to bringing people on board. Um, Dominique, who was the unsung hero with, um, ohio cash she's been working behind the scenes and by my side ever since we started the business she's not the front runner like i am that does the crazy gimmicks mate she's um she's the she's the um you know heart and soul of the company behind the scenes um and for whatever reason i must have had some kind of male ego thing where i just didn't trust her judgment when it came to people charles she was right every single time so uh, you know you've got a woman in your life i'm telling you mate before you start any business relationship or partnership get your get your future wife to be to to talk to these people and ask them a few questions mate because for some reason mate women can pick the losers better than us dudes can so that's the one thing that I've learned mate is I'm pretty much just you know from now on I'm not making any of the major decisions when it comes to people I'm just going to let her sniff it out and let let me know what she thinks before we proceed and and I think that's going to be a winning formula for
1: Yeah. It's really great. You said about the women's intuition because uh, my, one of my, one of my mentors, he was saying that he would always take out people uh, out to dinner with his wife and he he would find a few of them and actually he would find something that rubbed them wrong during dinner or something like this. And he would dig into it and he would find out that the guy like, you know, the person, their ex boss didn't have cancer and was like embezzling money or something, you know what I mean? Something crazy. So it's like, I mean, but it's it's a great way of dealing with it is turning the page, like you're saying, I mean you've got to say what i what did I do wrong, and then how do I fix that on the next deal, or what do I do to not have that happen again? so um, that's great
0: from, right. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah. you don't really learn from success because your your ego blossoms, and you don't think about the steps that cause the success, but when you fail and you lose you you, you get haunted with every little step, and that makes you better, and of course, you know it doesn't make you repeat the same mistakes, so.
1: yeah. That's completely true. Um, Another thing too is you have, you wrote a book that you just finished. Uh, Can you explain a little bit about that? Because I don't even know about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, if I don't get sued when this book goes live, I'm going to be the happiest man in the world. Um, The book is called The Raw Truth to Success in Real Estate. Okay. And it is just the absolute most brash, in your face, kick up the ass, motivational book ever. Um, it is, it is all about, uh, uh, you know, of course, success in real estate. Um, but it's also very controversial. I'll, I'll just name a few chapters. Cash is king. Cash flow is queen. Leverage is for peasants. Um, negotiate like a pimp, flip like a porn star. Um, you know, uh, uh why you should tell family and friends to F off. Your accountant and attorney are thieves. Building inspectors and appraisers are bullshit artists. I mean, dude, I'm gonna stop right there. I think everyone got enough of a enough of a taste of what this book is gonna consist of. I think there's like hundreds of f bombs in it. Um, but look, mate, it's my life's work. I am proud of it. Um, just like my online presence, you know, it's very it's very uh, attention grabbing, different, corky, unique, controversial. Um, but the book is very motivational and um, I, I encourage everyone to to check it out once it goes live. We're trying, I'm trying to get it published. Good mm-hmm. luck. No one's going to pick it up, but I'm still going to try. <laughs> and if I can't get it published, man, I'll self-publish it. So yeah.
1: there you go. That's awesome, man. Well, I really, that's, that's, that's great. I can't wait to read that. That's definitely on my list. Actually, those <laughs> three chapters. So, um, <laughs> the, um, so tell us how people can learn more about Ohio Cashflow and uh, I'll put all the links below.
0: Yeah. Just jump online. So, you know, Google is, 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 is your best friend, uh, Google Ohio cashflow or Angela Ramora. Um, yeah, happy, happy to help mate. And, um, anyone that reaches out, you know, if we can't help them, at least we'll point them in the right direction. So.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much for being on the show and, uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Italy. It looks like, uh, I mean, you're going to be there for a while or no
0: um yeah mate look in and out in and out i've got a, i've got a few cool things in the works here um that i can't really share at the moment but I'm, I'm really excited about it so we'll see how that all pans out
1: okay sounds good we'll enjoy the rest of your trip man and uh we'll we'll have to connect soon thanks dude thank you Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Harborside Partners Incorporated exclusively.